Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Psalms 119 as we continue our study of the Word of God. Um, as I read read through this 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 passage that we're going to look at tonight, 17 through 24, um, I came to see uh, just how dependent we need to be upon the Word of God. Uh, it's uh, it is a lot of times. Uh, we treat the Word of God as something that we just add on to our life. Uh, sometimes we treat the Word of God as, as a place to go when we need something specific, uh, some wisdom in a specific area, uh, uh, help when, we're, when we need comfort. But the truth is, uh, we are to be absolutely dependent upon the Word of God. Um, in fact, it should be, uh, it, as we're going to look at that, it should be the source of life for us. And uh, we should be dependent upon God. It's, so uh, just an encouragement, is this chapter, uh, Psalms 119, is the longest chapter uh, in the Word of God. Don't let that scare you away from reading it. Um, don't think you're going to, it, it doesn't, as many verses as there are, it never runs out of something to teach us. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no verse that, you know, it doesn't have anything else to add to us. So we're going to take this verse by verse and, and look at this. But, uh, uh, and we're going to do this week by week in the different sections. And so this section is the 17 through 24. Um, it's the third section in my Bible it's that sectioned off. It's, I think it's done with the Hebrew alphabet, uh, but we'll go ahead and, and, Read these verses and then pray and ask God to help us and see what we can see what God can teach us. Uh, starting in verse seventeen, it says, "Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live, and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth; hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed." which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me the reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for, for your word. I thank you for the truth that we see here. God, I pray that you would open up our eyes to these wondrous truths. I pray that uh, you would reveal to us uh, the, uh, the, the, the blessings of this book. I pray that you would help us not just to have a head knowledge of it, Father. Lord, help us to live it. God, I pray that you would uh, indelibly mark these truths upon our hearts, Lord, that uh, could never be forgotten, never be wiped away. Lord, help us to live and rely and depend upon your word, uh, Lord, that, you might, that we might live in a way that brings honor and glory to your name. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Verse 17 says, Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Uh, we see here a dependence upon God. Uh, uh, he's uh, the writer of this, uh, of this uh, chapter. Uh, it could have been a number of people. Uh, uh, but, it, it, uh, but the writer here says, uh, deal bountifully. He's asking God to do something. Uh, he's asking to act in a bountiful or uh, in a way that, that takes care of, that gives him the things that he needs that he might live. He says, he says, Lord, I need you to do this that I might live and that I might keep thy word. Uh, uh, what he's showing us here is two things. Without God, there is no life. 
Uh, we, we need like the same word that, there that we see that I might live is the same word that, they, that when it, it says, I revive thy, thy work within me or within us that the people might rejoice in thee. It's this, this, this regeneration, this re-energizing of, of who I am. And the truth is, without God in our life, there is no life. Uh, uh, there'd be no spiritual life without being born of the Spirit. So if, you're more, if, you're, if you've been born again, you have new life within you. Amen? All right. Without God, there would be no life. Without God, there would be no energy. The truth is, every good gift and every perfect gift that comes from above comes from God. And God has a desire to bless his people. God has a desire to provide for his people. God has a desire to strengthen his people and to give us what we need. Uh, the writer here is saying, is saying, God, please deal bountifully, bountifully with me that I might live. He had an understanding that without the work of God and the grace of God in his life, that he would not be able to, to, to live his life in the right way. And the truth is, even as a saved person, while we have the Holy Spirit within us, without the grace of God in our life, we're going to make some pretty big mistakes. We're not going to grow. The truth is, uh, we talked about this on Sunday, that, that, that idea of sanctification, that continually working of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in our life. Uh, it's, it's not, we only grow as the Spirit works. We only grow as we abide in the Word, and the Word abides in us. Uh, but we need that vitality. We need that strength, and that comes ultimately for us from the Word of God. Uh, uh, turn over with me to Psalms chapter one, uh, just very quickly. Uh, it's a very everybody knows this psalm. It's not it's not one you've never heard before. Uh, but what a, what tremendous truths do we see here uh, in it uh, that go right along with this very first verse. Psalm chapter 1 says, we're going to look at verse 2, speaking of the, the this is the, the blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now notice how it says, he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth, forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Uh, the writer of, of Psalm chapter 1 uh, has the same understanding as the writer of Psalm chapter 119, verse 17. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live. I need God to work in me. I need his strength. I need his vitality for me to be successful in this world. And not successful in the world's idea of success where I have lots of money in the bank and drive all kinds of nice cars and fame and fortune. That's not success. Success is being faithful to God and standing firm and rooted in the word of God, not being moved by every wind of doctrine that's out there, not being moved by every false teaching and every false thought out there, but, but standing firm in the word of God. And so we understand that we need to be dependent upon God for our life. But then if we take that, that look introspective and we, we look not at what we should do, but what we do do, do we honestly live our lives Dependent upon God. Don't, don't, nobody make faces like, I don't want to see your faces, I don't want to see what you're thinking. But, but let's just be honest, when, when, uh, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, we're not always as dependent. Maybe we're, we do better now than we used to do. 
Maybe we've never really been dependent upon God. There are some Christians that they don't depend God, upon God at all. Uh, they, they get up in the morning, they do their thing, they live their life, they, they follow the list of rules, and they think that they're fine, they're all set, and there's never any spiritual growth, and there's never any fruit. And they wonder why nobody ever gets saved. They wonder why uh, they can't seem to, that God never calls them to do anything. It's because they've never learned to, to grow and mature in the Word of God. And that person, uh, honestly, is, is in danger because they could just be fooling themselves because they're following the certain set of rules and dressing a certain way. The Bible says, talks about he that is in me and he that is not in me. Talking about the branch in John chapter 15. Now, there are some branches in John 15 that don't bear fruit. And it talks about how he lifted them up. But then there are others, there are other branches that are withered and dead and they were never in him. And those ones are burned up. We need to be careful. And that, that child, that person who claims to be a Christian needs to understand that. But the, some people, they, they, they rely on God when there's a problem. They're dependent on God when things are difficult. Uh, you know, the storm comes up and the, the wind is raging. And, and that's when uh, it's kind of like you go to the movies or you go someplace with, like with, with my kids. Um, uh, my kids, are as they get older, it, it's funny how kids, as they get older, they become less and less dependent upon you. Like, Zeke always wants to kind of be on, my, on me or Jess anyways. But, but he's getting to the dependent part where he wants to kind of stretch things out. The other night, our power went out. And at like 1 o'clock in the morning, Sunday, Sunday morning, actually. Uh, so I was like, great, you're not going to have any power. You're not going to be able to take a shower for church. And so I'm getting up trying to figure out what's going on. And I, I walk out, and I hear Zeke in his bedroom. Uh, and he says, I can't see, I can't see. He was terrified. Because it was pitch black in our house. There was no lights inside. There was no lights outside. It was, it was pitch black. He was scared. What, what did he want right then? He wanted somebody to hold his hand or to, hold, to hug on to him. See, he was dependent upon me then. He's not always dependent upon me. Sometimes he wants to do his own thing. Uh, there are many Christians that live, that, live life that way. They're, they're dependent upon God when, when, only when it's necessary. I'll, I'll depend upon God when things are going rough and when things are hard, when I need to pray. That's when I'll depend upon God. And listen, we can depend upon God in those times. I praise God that in the darkest times that we can draw closer to the Lord. But the, but the problem is if we only depend upon God, then are we really depending upon God? Because I'm not just supposed to depend upon God in the good days or the bad days. I'm also dependent upon God in the good days too. And there are some people that do that. They depend upon God as long as everything is great, as long as there's no problems, as long as there's no, no, no real test to my faith. I'm going to depend upon God, but as soon as that storm arises, I'm out of here. We begin to blame God instead of trusting God. But the truth is, this man understands, the writer of this psalm understands you can't just be dependent upon God at certain points of your life, at difficult times or good times, or, 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 or it's, it's, it's all the time. That tree uh, planted by the river of water does not gain strength just once in a while. It's, it's a continuous flow of nutrients and strength that, that enables that tree that, that to, to bear fruit in its season, when it's time, that the, the leaf does not wither, or no matter how hot the sun gets, uh, the, the, the wind does not blow it down, no matter how hard the wind blows. Why? Because it's always there, and it's always soaking up the nutrients uh, from the river of life. And that's how we are to be in the Word of God. 
deal bountifully with thy servant, Lord. I'm depending upon you that I might live and that I might keep thy word, uh, that I might, uh, I depend upon you for my life and, and that I might even be able to do what your word teaches me to do. The, the idea of the word keep is to guard, uh, to, to, to give attention to. And, and listen, I, I need God's help to be able to do those things, uh, but I must be dependent upon the word of God and uh, dependent upon God for that. The next verse is this. This is a very familiar verse for, for some of us. I was taught as a young person that every time I, I, I open my Bible to, to read it, that I should quote this verse and maybe pray this verse. It says this, open, open thou mine eyes, verse 18, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Again, another verse that shows our dependence upon God. What does it show? Why does it say open thou mine eyes? It's not because my eyes are closed. It's because I am blind. And I cannot see on my own. I think of the blind men who, who, asked, who asked Jesus to touch their eyes. And, and, and Jesus would heal them. And for the first time they would see. This is, the, this is the man who says, Lord, I know that in thy law there are wondrous things. There are majestic things. There are, are marvelous things that I, I, I long to see. But I can't see them unless you open my eyes. And the fact is that's the very truth of the word of God. Without the spirit of God opening our eyes, we will never understand it. Uh, uh, First John teaches that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. We don't need a man to teach us that the Holy Spirit is to be our teacher. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that there are some that are uh, the carnal man. that He'll never understand uh, the, the things of the word of God. That's why the preaching of the cross to the, those that are without Christ, it's foolishness. Because they don't understand it. But for us, it's the power of salvation unto God. Why? Because we understand the truth. Israel was blinded right now spiritually so that we might come to Christ. This man, this man, as he's writing this, says, God, I am dependent upon you, uh, not just for my life, not just for uh, that I might live, not just that I might keep thy word, but even just to read it and understand it, that I might behold these wondrous things. Open now mine eyes, O oh God, because I am blind. It shows dependence upon God. Not dependence upon what you've been taught. We, can, we must not become dependent upon the things that we are taught. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. It is good to listen to someone t who teaches the truth of the word of God. It is good to hear good preaching. I need to be preached every once in a while. That's not what I'm saying. But when I open up my Bible, uh, when I study it, I don't want to read it with, the, with all the, 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 the teachers behind me saying, no, you need to remember, understand it this way. You need to understand it this way. I want my mind open, my, my spiritual eyes open to what the Word of God would have me to understand and see. Because that's how I'll find the truth. Because guess what? This guy might see it this, this way, and this guy might see it this way, and hearing all these different, different things. Listen, the Bible says there's one interpretation of Scripture. Not many. There's one truth. And can I tell you, the Holy Spirit will be the one to give you that truth. So, so uh, uh, but pray, ask God, open thou mine eyes that I may behold the wondrous things. Understand, we are spiritually blind without the help of the Holy Spirit. And praise God, we have that Holy Spirit. Amen. If you've been born again, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And the Holy Spirit is there to help you to understand Scripture. Uh, but we're dependent upon that because without that, uh, that help of the Holy Spirit, we would still be spiritually blind. Notice not only is there dependence there on the, uh, on the Word of God, but what he's seeing, he says, he says, uh, he says uh, that I may behold. He says, without you, I, wouldn't e I won't even be able to behold the wondrous things that are in the, the law. The word behold means, it uh, doesn't mean just to see. 
Uh, it's not, it, uh, some, I've, I've seen a lot of faces. I've seen a lot of people. But listen, there's one sight in my mind that is indelibly etched on my mind. I will never forget. And that's the day, that, the first time I met my wife. And the first time I saw her, uh, she got out as beautiful, she got out of that car as beautiful as she was. Uh, man, that picture is etched in my, in my brain forever. If I go blind, I'll be happy because they'll still see it. I'm earning brownie points. <laughs> I'm not saying it's just because of that, but uh, uh, but he, he, was, uh, he said, but that, that idea of beholding is 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 staring at, uh, keeping your eyes fixed upon something, and 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 uh, to the point so that you can retain it. And, hey, have you ever seen a beautiful sunset? Behold, uh, what, what did Paul say, or, or John say in First John? Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Uh, what did John the Baptist say? Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. We're talking when you when you behold something. It's not just some, a picture that you saw. It's not just something that you're looking at. It's something that you take in and absorb uh, and remember. And he said, I will. I, he's, he said, open my eyes so that I can behold those wondrous, those wondrous things out of thy law. Well, what wondrous things is he talking about? Is doctrine a wondrous thing? Well, yes, it is. Is uh, There are a lot of stories in the Bible that are good and, and good to be, we can learn from. But, but the truth of the matter is, the word of God was given to us for, uh, for a specific reason. So that we can see God for who he is, and see who, us for who we are, and see how God reconciles us and him back together. So when I look at these, these wondrous things in, in the word of God, what am I looking for? I am looking for the character attributes of almighty, holy God, that I can stand in awe and stand in wonder of his goodness and his mercy. Uh, listen, I don't care if it's, if it's the Psalms where it says uh, that his mercy is uh, everlasting, and it goes on and on and says that in every single verse in the book, or whether it's uh, the story of Jonah, and I can, and, uh, the account of Jonah, and I can read that account, and I can see God's love and God's God's mercy and God's long suffering and God's goodness. All of those things, we can see God in all of those things. We see, we see Christ uh, from Genesis, from the book of Genesis, all the way to the book of Revelations. We can behold wondrous things in his law. But we can't see it without him. We see a dependence here. Uh, without God, we are weak. Without God, we are blind. Without God, we are blind. We are lost. Look at verse 19. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. Here he's, he's, he's identifying himself as a stranger or a pilgrim. A stranger or, or a pilgrim aren't in their home country. They're in a strange country. Uh, they're traveling through. They're on their way home. They're going. There is a, a place that they're headed for, but this is not it. And while they're here for the moment, they're not here forever. And, and listen, today we're in a, we are in a strange country. Amen. Uh, I, I love America, but we're, we're, we're in a, this is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Right, and we're on our way to, 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 to the day to the day where we'll, we'll stand face to face with Jesus Christ and, and bow down to worship Him. That's what that's what we're walking to. But while we're here, without God, we're lost because we don't know which way's up and which way's down, which way to go, and how to stay out of trouble. We don't know where the dangers are. Have you ever gotten lost while you're driving? You're not having a map or not having. Nowadays we have GPS. Even with GPS, my wife gets lost. She, I love my wife, and she is beautiful. I wasn't lying when I said that. She cannot follow a GPS to save her life. 
<laughs> she, she, I'm going to lose some of those brownie points. She went on a, a, a field trip with the kids for, for homeschool a couple years ago. Uh, they went apple picking. And uh, she took her phone, uh, and uh, they were supposed to meet everybody there. She was four hours late. It was only an hour drive. <laughs> she drove around and around and just couldn't follow the GPS. Now, I wasn't there. I can't tell if the GPS. But listen, when we're, when we're in a country, in a place that we don't know, we don't know where to go. We don't know where the dangers are. And that's the truth of, of, of this world without God revealing those things to us. Why, why do you think the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path? Why, why do you think God told Joshua that he was to meditate on, on his law day and night and not to depart from the left and to the right of it? There's a reason why God gives us the word of God. It is our basic instruction before leaving earth. It is, it is the direction. It, 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 so we, yes, we need to understand that we are lost and in need of God to give us direction while we're here. And so you know what that means when I'm lost? You know what I do? I punch in the destination where I want to go uh, and, I look, uh, and I look to see what the directions are and I follow that. Well, in my Bible, what do I do? I read it and it gives me direction on how to live my life and what I can do to bring honor and glory to God. In fact, the Bible, is, the Bible tells us it's the one and only way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Uh, so that it gives us direction and how to live and how to walk and what, and what to do. So, so we're finding that we are, not only are we weak, not only are we blind, uh, but we're lost here on this, in this world. And the truth is, when we come to the, that understanding, that we are weak without God, that we are blind without the Spirit, and that we are, that we are lost without the Word, can I tell you that we'll begin to hunger that Word. We'll begin to hunger that time that we spend with it. And look at with me at verse, verse 20. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at, at all times. He says, my soul is breaking because I'm so hungry for the word of God in my life. He, he, said, he said, you don't understand how much I want it. Uh, it, my, it. It's crushing me. That's how much I long for the word of God. Job said he, he desired it more than his necessary food. I was re I'm reading a... I was reading about a, a, a man who was, in, was a, a Vietnamese Christian. And in, in Kong, it was during the time they were overrun by, by uh, Korea, and he was thrown into prison. He, had very, he, had very, he was saved, but he had, he had very little understanding. Or very, he never had a Bible because there weren't a lot of those around. While he was in prison, um, he made one of the guards angry um, because he was a Christian and he was telling others about Christ. And, and uh, so the guard made him beat them and then told him his job was going to be to clean the latrine. So he started to clean the, the latrine. And in cleaning the latrine, he found some paper. And uh, there was writing on the paper. It was the paper that was being used for toilet paper. And it was the Bible. It was a page of scripture. And he wiped it off clean. And he stuffed it in his clothes and he hid it. And he began to read, memorize the words on that page. A couple days later, he, he, they were angry at him again. They told him that he was going to have to clean the tree, and he didn't. And guess what? He found another page of the Bible. Cleaned it off. Hid it in his clothes. 
The next day, he asked, can I clean the latrine? Because he found one of the officers was taking the Bible and using the toilet paper. And as terrible and as awful as that is, it gave him opportunity to collect what was being thrown away. He had a hunger for the word of God that he would clean off the, the filth that was on it so that he could be able to read and to study and memorize and put his life on the line because if he was caught with it, he could have been killed. That's a hunger for the word of God. I don't know how many Bibles I own. I have, I have this Bible. I, I, I bought a Bible a while back. I was going to preach it. I just couldn't do it because it didn't feel right because it's not my Bible. I've had this Bible for years. I ended up giving it away. I've, I've, I've got at least in my office uh, probably seven or eight Bibles. Not, they weren't all mine. Some were, were Pastor Williams' uh, second and third Bibles or whatever. But it's, it's amazing how many Christians have lots of Bibles. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have lots of Bibles. But there are people with nothing. Not a page. Their, their, entire, uh, their entire people groups with, with this, the Bible's never even been translated into their language. I mean, they, they hunger for the word. We, we played a video a while back, at least we, we did it for a Sunday school class. I don't know if we ever played it out here. Uh, but it was, a, it was a group of people that they had just finished uh, translating the Bible into their, into their language, and it was being flown in. And the excitement on the hearts and the faces of, of the, that tribe of people that had, had gotten saved, and they had people that would, would teach them the word of God, but they didn't have it. Their own, and they, man, they, they opened up the door of that plane, and they were there was a big celebration. They, uh, it, well, to say plane, it was just a small little two seater with a little cargo area in the back. And they began unloading boxes and handing out these Bibles to people, and they were clutching them to their chest and they're crying because they had never held the Bible before. They had a hunger for the Word. Why? Because they, they were beginning, even as young Christians, to learn that without God, they're weak. And without the Holy Spirit, they're blind. And without, without uh, the Word of God, they're lost. And they had a hunger. Their souls were crushed. And they longed for the Word of God. But we here in America, we have an overflowing, abundant, 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 abundant amount of the Bibles. And they'll gather dust not being read. They'll gather dust not being touched. Uh, we will ignore them if we do read them. And, and we only carry them to church on Sunday, so we look so we look religious. Listen, we need to begin to have a hunger for the Word of God. We need to be dependent on His Word. The next couple of verses show us what happens. Well, the next verse shows us what happens when we're not. So verse 21, Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Here we see a man who, who's uh, who's uh, we see the in, in whom we see the sin of pride? He has wandered away from or erred from the commandments of God. Why? Because his way is better than God's way. Back through the book of Judges, uh, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. They thought they were doing right according to themselves. And there are a lot of people today that think they're doing right. They're good people. They try to live a good life, but they're not living their life according to the word of God. And in walking in their own way, they err from the commandments of God. And the Bible calls that pride. And he says he rebukes them. 
he rebukes, he rebukes them. James tells us that, that God resists the proud and gives grace unto the humble. Uh, we need to make sure that we, that we understand the importance of the word of God, that we depend upon the word of God instead of depending upon ourselves. It doesn't matter what your, how high your ethical standards are. It doesn't matter how good you are morally. It doesn't matter uh, what, what the culture says around you or even what the, the culture of the church is around you. It matters what the word of God has to say. And as long as we walk according to his commandments, as long as we walk according to his way, we'll be fine. But when we find ourselves outside of the will of God, outside of the word of God, walking in our own way, we, have, we find ourselves in sin. And God will rebuke us. And God will judge us. The writer goes on to say, Remove from me reproach and contempt. Those are, again, things that are given to, are placed upon those uh, that have rejected the word of God. He says, for I have kept thy testimonies. But what that, what that tells me, two things. Uh, first is this, that, that there are, when we fall into that, that, that area, and sometimes we all do, God will bring reproach upon our life. God will bring contempt in our life. It also tells me this, that God can remove it. See, there's a, way to get, there's a way back to the right path. We don't have to continue on walking in our own way. We can come to the acknowledgement of the fact that, that God's way is better than my way. And the truth is, God's way is always better than my way, regardless of my opinion, because my opinion matters absolutely nothing at all. Verse 23 says, Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Listen, if we're going to walk according to the ways of God, there are going to be people who will speak against us. There are going to be people that are going to sit. Uh, uh, here when it talks about them sitting, it's talking about them sitting in council together, uh, uh, almost in judgment of uh, this man. And they're, 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 they're speaking against him, uh, and they're judging him for, for the way that he's walking. He says, but I've meditated in your way. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter what the world has to say about, what you, about how you live your life, as long as you're living your life according to the will, word of God. God will uphold you. God will help you to stand. How many times did the enemies of David come against him, but God protected David because he was walking in the way of the Lord and he, had a heart, he was a man after God's own heart. It didn't mean he didn't have his mistakes. There were times in his pride that he fell. There were times in his flesh that he fell. But God, because he was a man after God's own heart, he had a hunger for God. He had a hunger for the word of God and he had a dependence upon God. The answer is this. If we are one who, who, has, who has fallen away and walked in our own, the error of our own ways, if we are one who's received the, the reproach and contempt of God, verse 24, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselor. We need to depend upon God. It says two things about the word of God here. Thy testimonies or the, the word are my delight. 
We're to delight in the word of God. It's that thing that pleases us. It's that thing that, that we find pleasure in. Uh, uh, we should find pleasure uh, in the word of God. Again, because it gives us life. It gives us strength. It gives us direction. Uh, it gives us everything that we need for this life here on this earth. Uh, uh, so we, we need to, to, to delight in the word of God. We'll find ourselves uh, with vitality and strength and fruitfulness in our life and as we depend upon the word of God. But notice also, not only does it give us, uh, not only should we delight in the word, but we we should also use it, have it as, he says, like, thy testimonies are my delight and my counselors. It's not only something that I delight in, but it's what I use to counsel me, to give me advice, to give me direction. The Bible says that there is a, there, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, but there are a multitude of terrible counselors out there. <laughs> Turn on the TV, and Dr. Phil, as nice as the guy as he is, that southern draw, I would not go to him for advice. It doesn't mean that everything he says is, is necessarily wrong, and, but I wouldn't go to him for advice. It's amazing how, how, to me, how many people will go to people that, people that need marriage counseling will go to people that are divorced for counseling. It doesn't make sense to me, but they do it all the time. People, people that, uh, uh, it's amazing that we, we seek the world's counsel for a spiritual life. I'm not going to, we need to not look to the world for counsel, we need, uh, for counsel, we need to look to the word of God. So we need to not only find our delight in it, but find our direction in it. And when we do that, we will depend upon this book. And we will depend upon the God of that book. And we'll find that we have the life that we need, the vitality we need to be able to keep the word of God and do things because it's by God's grace, not by our effort. I don't care how hard you try to quit this sin, you need the grace of God. I don't care how, how much you want to do this for God, you need the grace of God to accomplish it. May we learn to depend upon God's word and God's grace in our life. For those of you that are at home, in a moment we're going to go ahead and pray and spend some time in prayer here. Um, I encourage you to do the same. This is our Wednesday night prayer meeting. Don't just shut the computer off and, and, uh, and uh, go on about and turn the TV on or go on about whatever else you're going to do tonight. But spend some time in prayer for those things that were mentioned. Um, if you have any other prayer requests, you can send them in to us and we'll pray for them here.